Hebrews chapter 11. But before we come to Hebrews, our message this morning is choosing to follow God's purpose and plan for your life. Choosing to follow God's purpose and plan for your life. Now, it's very interesting. The Bible in Jeremiah tells us, God says, I have a plan for you. Plans to prosper you, isn't it? Not to harm you, but to make you successful. So each one of us, no matter where you are, where you are in life, God promises in his word that he has a plan for you. But he also promises that the plan that he has for you is for your prosperity. And because of that, most of us sometimes enter life saying, since God created me, since God has put me here, you know, I don't have to worry. Let me just walk through life. God knows about my life. I'll just do what I need to do every day, and life will be fine. But when you read in the, in the book of Deuteronomy 30, I will just read very quickly. 3015 uh, says, See, I said before you today life and prosperity. And so you, you get the two things. I said before you today life and what? Prosperity. And then death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to keep his commands, degrees and laws. Then you will live and increase. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are, entering, you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. Verse 19 is very interesting, what God does. He says, This day I call the heavens and the earth as a witness against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life, so that you and your children may live, and that you may love the Lord your God. The topic that we have today, choosing to follow God's purpose and plan, follows last week's, where we looked at Abraham and Lot and the choices that they made. <clears throat> A very good gift that God has given you and me is the ability to choose. We are more shaped by our choices than our circumstances. The choices we make today will determine where we will be tomorrow. You know, the interesting part that God wanted for us is that we don't become puppets. While he's given us life, he says, listen, I want to bless you. I want to give you the best. You know, one of the things when you think about God, you think of his goodness. You think of a God who has order and has put everything in place and all things will come to the end according to his will. But meantime, he has said, I created you, I'm giving you this earth for this period of time, but the big test is how you are going to make your choices. You know that I'm here as your God and this is what I want, but there is also the other way you can choose. So what we choose 
to do is of great importance before our Lord. And to help us today to get, uh, to align our thinking with how God wants us to choose life, we read uh, uh, the book of uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 11. And we are reading, we read about Moses. Moses makes four critical choices that I believe you and I, if we choose in the same way, we will bring glory to our God. So let's look at the four choices. Verses 23 says, By faith Moses' parents hid him from three months, for three months after he was born, because they saw he was no ordinary child, and they were not afraid. But 24 says, By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I said earlier when we were dedicating the children that we have a role as parents to help our children when they are young. We choose for them. We, we, we guide them. But when they are grown up, they make their own choices. So Moses is at a stage now in his life where he is faced in a very tough choice. Just to help you back, if you've been reading this part of scripture, or in, Gen, uh, in, 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 in uh, Moses' life in Exodus. So the Israelites are in Egypt. Pharaoh says, all the firstborn children of the Jews have to be killed. And so Moses is a Jew. The mother looks at this child and decides, no, this is a special child, I'll, I'll, I'll hide the child. And Pharaoh's daughter comes, picks the child, takes Moses to the palace, and Moses is raised as a prince. Do you know what it means to be raised as a prince? <laughs> I, 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 would, I would have, he's, he's raised in a palace where he has all the comfort, he has all the food, he has everything that he wants. Now, in reality, Moses is a slave. He's a Jew. They are slaves in Egypt. But he's being raised as a prince. In reality, Moses is a poor man, but he's raised in a place where he has everything. It comes a time now where Moses has to make a decision. Do I live as son of Pharaoh's daughter the rest of my life? Or do I live the life that God is calling me to live? And it is said that he makes the decision to say, I choose not, I don't want to choose the identity that I have currently. I would like to choose the identity that God is calling me into. I thought about this last night and the other day. I said, if I were Moses, I know really what's going on. The Jews wake up every morning and they make straw. They are beaten, they are whipped every day. They go through a very difficult life. And here I am. You wake up every morning, there's somebody fanning you. There's somebody bringing breakfast for you. There's somebody taking care of you. You are well taken care of. And here now you've got to make a decision. Moses refused to live a lie. He said, I know who my God is. 
I know what he wants for me, and I'll choose what God wants for me. The challenge that we have in our time right now is what I would call uh, peer pressure. But I know adults will say we don't have peer pressure. Those are for young people. But really, somebody was saying if, if somebody builds a house, a good house, you also want to build a better one, isn't it? <laughs> if somebody buys a very good vehicle, you also want to do what? <laughs> to do a, so, so pressure is everywhere. It, you know, it, it may be different for the younger people. It may be different for the older uh, people. But for you to escape the peer pressure, there has to be a deeper calling and there has to be a deeper understanding of what your life is about. There has to be a deeper understanding of what your life is all about. And I believe that is what Moses had. When he realizes that his life is not about comfort, his life is not about being a royal, his life is not about being a son of Pharaoh's daughter, he knew there was something much higher to life than this, and he was able to respond to that. First Thessalonians 2.4 tells us we, we have to live to please God. It is not what other people think about you that is important. It is what God thinks about you. It is what God says who you are that is more important. For Moses, it was the purpose of God that was more, more, more important for him. And so he made a choice. He says, I will not be defined by being Pharaoh's daughter. I would rather be defined by what God says I am. The second choice that Moses makes in verses 25, he chose to be treated, to be ill-treated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Now, it's, it's very interesting uh, here. The second thing that, uh, the, the real choice that we have to make here is you have to choose short-term pain for long-term gain. You have to choose short-term suffering for long-term prosperity. We live in a generation where everything is instant. Uh, those early days, you would send a letter. If you are sending a letter to the U.S., you are, you are no worry. The person will send probably one month later it will come. Even when you are sending here to Nairobi money, you used, uh, tell, what was that? Money order. There were, it was not a problem. They know the other person will receive at some point and it will be fine. Now, when people call that I want money and you have M-Pesa, it is what? <laughs> Instant. It, it, it's right there. We want it now. If it is communication, it's email or WhatsApp and it is now. People do not know how to delay gratification. They want it right and now. And even when we want to satisfy our own gratifications with this now and now. People do not know how to wait. But Moses realized <clears throat> there is something much better ahead than what is here for now. The future is the determinant. It's much more important than right now. So he learned to say, I will choose to go through pain now 
but reap, but, uh, reap well in the end. Most, I don't know, I come from communities that run, and most of you have seen our athletes. For one to win a gold, I've met several of them, they, they, they work very hard. An athlete, you'll find them very early in the morning, they're running. Late in the evening, they're running. And they deny themselves sometimes certain types of food. Uh, and and they, 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 they exercise quite a lot until even when the wind is blowing, it can blow some of them away. <laughs> you know, they are so skinny, but, but they, they, they want to be fit so that they are able, when they run, nothing distracts them. They go through short-term pain so that they can win in the end. Our Christian life is the same. If you view it that way, Moses said, while I can have the pleasure right now, I will miss out what God has called for me. I'll miss out what is important. And if you read your scriptures, if Moses just remained as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, how many sons of Pharaoh do we know? None, isn't it? Probably if you went to the history books. But because Moses made the choice, we all over the world know there was a man called Moses. Because he decided, I will, I will, I will sacrifice this to gain the bigger thing. The Bible as well here is very clear. It says sin is pleasurable, but just for a short time. So Moses makes it very clear. He says he had to, de to deny himself this pleasure for a moment because of the long-term gain. For Moses, it was very important that he chose God and he chose the future. I want to challenge all of us. We will always, we will get into situations like Moses where we have to make a choice. Do I get into the pleasure of now and miss out for what God has for me? Or do I engage in God's plan and purpose for my life and pursue it so that I, 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 I gain it later? The choice is only yours. You are as close to God as you choose to be. You cannot blame anyone for that. People can try to stop you. People can try to harm you. They can do whatever they want to do. But it only takes you to make the choice. If you take it easy now, you will pay later. It is either pain now or pain later. God will be with you if you choose to walk the path of Moses. Now, I don't have time to go through this, but you remember the story of the rich man and Lazarus, don't you? The rich man decided to enjoy. Lazarus knew God. What happened in the end? The other one was enjoying there. The other one was going through a lot of pain. And so, as we make life choices, let's take it from God's perspective. The third choice that Moses made or did Moses, in verses 26, the Bible says, he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than treasures of Egypt. What he basically did is he chose what God values, not what culture values. The big question here is, what do you live for? What will you give your life for? 
Is it the treasures of Egypt? Is it power? Is it possession? Is it privilege? Is it lust? Is it fame? Is it prestige? That is what most people give their life while they are on earth. They say, I'll pass you power, I'll pass you prestige, I'll pass you all these things. To the contrary, 1 John 2.15 to 17 says, probably I'll read this one because it's a very powerful verse. 1 John 2.15, if you have your Bible, I'll read with you. <clears throat> Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the three powerful things that li people live for, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires will pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Now, when, when you hear me sound, possessions, power, privilege, prestige, that is what, what, what that verse talks about. There's nothing wrong about having possessions. There's nothing wrong about having power. There's nothing wrong about having those things that we do need, you know, for life. But when that becomes the focus, it becomes an idol. And there's nothing that God hates. He created us for himself. And he wants to be the center of our lives. He wants us to worship him first. That's why he tells the children of Israel, I'm laying before you life and prosperity. I'd like to prosper you, but you have to put it in the right perspective. And the right one is, I have to be number one more than all these things. Bonus if you have. So do not feel guilty if the Lord has blessed you with those things. That is no problem. But if you focus on them so that they become the reason why you exist, you've already failed. And the big question that Moses had to decide is, will I be defined by this? Will I live for this? And definitely he said no. If you read the sections that we have read from verses 25 on, Moses identifies three key values that God would want us to live for. He says, God's purpose is more important than popularity. That is why he chose, he, he, he actually refused to be known as Pharaoh's daughter. He says, I would rather stick to the purposes of God than to be popular in the king's palace. That is more important. So one key lesson that Moses gives us is God's purposes is more important than popularity. The second lesson is people are more important than pleasure. He chose to be with God's people and suffer with them to do the will of God together than to enjoy in the short-term pleasures. The third one that Moses makes a decision is, uh, is that peace of mind is more important than possessions. Peace of mind is more important than possessions. It reminds me of a story. So this poor lady <clears throat> works for this rich family. She doesn't have wealth at all. She's just a servant in the home. But every evening when she finishes her work, 
The husband comes with a bicycle, picks, hugs the wife, puts the wife in the bicycle, and they ride home, and they are laughing, talking. They are very happy. So this happens every day, and the wife of this home, who is rich, they have a very big house. They have the modern vehicles, Range Rovers, Mercedes. They have uh, people who work for them. They have everything else. He's observing something very strange. Because in her home, she's not able to talk with her husband. They are always fighting, quarreling when they enter the vehicle. The other one looks the other direction. The other one looks the other direction, and they are driving. <laughs> and uh, they reach their destination. Everybody, everybody goes, and they come back. They come home, and this lady observes, this very poor lady. The husband comes on a bicycle. Picks her, puts her on the bicycle, and they ride home, and they are so happy. They are, they are, they are, they are talking, they are, they are very excited about life. And so one evening she tells the husband, now, have you seen this couple? They, they, they have something that we don't have. We have all the possessions, we have everything, but have you seen their joy? Can we be like them? And so you know what the husband does, definitely looks at the other side. <laughs> That is a very hard uh, uh, comparison. You've worked very hard to get wealth. You've worked very hard to build a big house. And yet your wife thinks the other life is much better <laughs> than what you have tried to, 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 to give. So she kept propping and it became difficult. So one time she calls this uh, lady and asked her, can you tell me what is it? I see you with your husband. You are so happy. And uh, you, do you have other money that, 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 that we don't know? And the other lady said, no, we don't, we, we don't. We have God and we have each other. We have a lot of things to pay for, but we don't mind. As long as we know God and we are together, we always are very happy about that. And they celebrate their home. That, friends, is much more important. The peace of mind, regardless of what you have or you don't have, that is much, much more. And, and that's the lesson we get, we get here. Now, the last lesson, because of our time, that Moses gives us in verses 27. By faith, he left Egypt. Not fearing the king's anger, he persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the children. And then by faith, the people passed through the Egyptians, the Red Sea, on the dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. Now, this is one of the lessons that I think as we go home, let's ponder about it. Let's think through it. <laughs> Moses makes four critical choices, but one of them is that he chose faith rather than fear. He chose to live by faith, not by, uh, by fear. It is very interesting that if there was somebody to be fearful, it was who? <laughs> Moses. You know, he's living with the king. The king has all the power, the resources. He has the army. He could finish him. But Moses, he has God's call for his life. And he says, I do not care what will happen to me. You know, faith is a question of believing that what God has said is true. 
It is, it is the assurance of the things not seen. It is the assurance that the promises of God are yea and amen. So he says, if God has called me to deliver the children of Israel, and that is his mission, I will not live in fear. Praise God. I will choose to believe God for life. I will choose to believe God for each step in my, in my journey. I will choose to believe God in every circumstances that comes my way. Nothing, nothing, not even the power of Pharaoh, not the power of his army, will deter me from pursuing the purposes of God for me. Church, believing God and knowing God and trusting him and having faith in him is the most powerful weapon you can have in your life. It is the most powerful weapon that can help you walk through life and succeed. You know, the children of Israel, when Moses, was, uh, when Moses had led them, they found themselves in very difficult circumstances. One of the circumstances they found themselves was, here is the Red Sea, here is Pharaoh's army coming in chariots, you know, with, with all the horses. And for them... To believe that God would open the sea, I think, uh, <laughs> was, was uh, you know, it, it was very difficult because they wouldn't see how they would live. But because Moses knew who God was, he told them, you will see the deliverance of God today. And because he believed God, God opened the way and they were able to go through. I know in life we go through circumstances that are very difficult. And sometimes we say we, we have known God and we have believed God. I want to challenge you today, this, this afternoon. As we, pursue, as we pursue our life with Christ, Christ is real and present. His presence in our lives is true. He will always reach out for us. The challenge for us is to activate our faith in him and say, God, we will believe you for these circumstances. It may be school fees. It may be that you are under very serious circumstances, uh, pressure in your work. And it may be that somebody is threatening to get you out. It may be marital problems. It may be whatever situation that you are in. If you choose to live by faith and not by fear, God will step in for you. God will step in for you. I, there's a short story. My, my wife is, is, is right here, and she, she does a program for girls. We had this one girl, and uh, she had done uh, standard D8, got very good marks one year, uh, was admitted to a national school here, but because her parents were very poor, they couldn't, they couldn't help her. So she repeated again the second time. So when she was doing the rites of passage with these girls, so this girl comes to her and she begins weeping and crying. And she asks her what, you know, they were asking them uh, to tell their story. So she tells the story and then she says, I, I got, you know, close to 400 marks last year. And I know this year I'll get over 400, but I don't see a future. I don't see myself going to secondary school. Now, they, my wife and the group that were there didn't know what to do, but they just prayed with her. But they told her, believe God. The Lord you believe, the Lord that we believe, will make it possible for you uh, that next year 
you will be in a national school. Praise God. <laughs> for this particular girl, this was for her, you know, life and death. It was a very, very crucial thing uh, for her. When my wife shared with me, immediately one thing that came to my mind is, okay, we will support her. <laughs> you know, whatever happens, we, we, we will do that. But, but that was just me. But then we remembered, we said, let's pray. God will do a miracle. Because of that girl's faith, there were other girls who were having the same struggle. When we had a celebration, one of my friends just decided, says, I'll, I'll go with you for that celebration. He had the testimonies of these girls. And then the friend says, I'm going to sponsor 100, 100 of these girls to go to secondary school. It was actually the number that were able to go then was 50 and the others would, would, would be this, this year. But because of the faith for that girl, the river that she had to cross looked impossible. But because of God, he made it possible. I don't know what river do you have in your life. Choose with Moses to believe that God will take me across this river. Choose this, this afternoon. Tell God, whatever your circumstances is, whatever you are, you are not going to live by fear, but you are going to live by faith that God will help you cross that river and God will do it for you. I'd like us to rise up if we can as we pray. <clears throat>